Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. do y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips LA. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You're listening to Scott Lips and this episode of Lip Service. Super excited today to have on Miss Sasha Spielberg. Sasha started checking out YouTube at the age of nine, quickly became Russia's biggest influencer, or one of the biggest influencers in Russia, which is pretty incredible. Um, she is actually, she just made the 40 under 40 list on, on Forbes in Russia, which is incredible. She has over a billion streams, which is even more amazing. She's a singer. She's a content creator. She's just amazing. And I think this story is quite inspiring for people, especially people that aspire to do what Sasha does and to build a brand in social media. Super interesting. As you know, the show is available on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube, everywhere, basically. Please rate and review it. It's super helpful to us. Um, I've been really getting into the emergence of tech and fashion in the last few months here. So we're going to touch base on that. We're going to touch base on building brands and social media with Sasha. We're going to touch base on everything Russian and American. And Sasha moving to America, which is pretty cool because she's just now moving to America. So we'll talk about her whole entire journey. So welcome to the show. You're listening to Lip Service, and we'll be back in just one moment with Sasha Spielberg. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, guys. I want to talk about a product that I love, and you've definitely seen me wearing Thursday's boots, and now nothing new in a lot of my photos. Nothing new. I mean, I don't know who said eco-friendly needs to look eco-friendly, but it doesn't. These are incredible sneakers, definitely some of the coolest sneakers around. They're all made from sustainable fabrics and plastics. Um, my favorite new sneakers all around. I love these sneakers. Go check them out, and you'll see probably the coolest eco-friendly, you know, plastic refurbished sneakers around. 
Um, I definitely want to shout out to Nothing New, a product that I love, that I wear. They're available in all kinds of cool styles, black, white, you name it. I'm in love with these sneakers. Check it out. And Instagram, at Nothing New. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show, guys. We are here with Sasha Spielberg. Sasha, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. You were saying before that you have definitely done radio interviews, but this is more relaxed. This is like, you know, WeWork home. And for those of you guys who don't know, we're coming to you live today from WeWork, which is awesome. WeWork is where we have our home at Lips LA. We reside here. It's a really, really cool entertainment space which i love and we get to, there's a lot of synergy between other companies sasha you just uh, sort of moved to la when yeah. about a week ago um no i actually i lived here for a couple of months last year and then i just moved here a month ago for like six months or so right um yeah for half a year cool we're happy to have you um you know it's it's the best feeling to be here it's, it's, awesome. it's an amazing place. Well, we're happy to have you. It's such an interesting story. You know, when you think about how many people out there are hustling on social media, on YouTube, yeah. and the fact that, I don't know, how many people live in Russia? I really don't know that stat, nor did I Oh, I, I think I searched up a couple months ago. I'm afraid to say it wrong, but I think maybe like 130 million. All right. Well, if there's 130 million, million and yeah. you're the top one or two or three influencer <laughs> in all of Russia... That's a pretty outstanding feat. And also the fact that you've monetized it incredibly well. Again, for those of you who don't know, Sasha has worked with brands like L'Oreal, Maybelline, Dior, Givenchy, YSL, tons of brands, right? And this has all started, she started when she was nine years old, right? It's, so it's a long list. How does a nine-year-old girl who obviously grows up watching YouTube and I guess some American TV and all kinds of cultural yeah. references yeah. at that point sort of decide you know, maybe YouTube is, like, going to be a path for me. Did you consciously, like, look at YouTube at nine? Yeah. Which is so young because I can't even – I think I started playing drums at eight, but I <laughs> hadn't – I didn't. I was just banging on pots and pans with no real intention yeah, of yeah. a career. So how did you kind of – at nine years old, were you really that determined and driven and mature to think that you could maybe have a career? Because I don't think you're yeah. – I don't think you're really that developed mentally I, to, to think I don't that. think I realized what I could make of it at the time. You know, and I have this theory that um, the thing that a kid starts doing at around the age of eight or nine or a little bit older is something that they could do for a long time in their life, kind of their purpose, um, creative purpose. I got lucky because I went to international schools all my life, so I spoke good English. So and you, grew up, you grew up where, in Moscow? I grew up in Moscow, but I lived in Cyprus and Switzerland and a lot of places. So uh, at the age of nine, I started watching YouTube when it just started, and I remember like the first viral videos and the very, very first YouTubers. I think it was Shane and I, Justine, and all these people. And you had a cell phone at nine? Because that's always the, a debate amongst <laughs> Americans. Do you give your child a cell phone at eight or nine or ten or wait longer? So did, what um, year did you get your cell phone? I I don't remember. I think I was watching on, on like a Windows computer. Okay. And my parents used to restrict me. They said like one hour of, you know, video games a day. And I used to wake up at like 5 a.m. while they were sleeping so they wouldn't see, you know, I'm watching YouTube and playing games and all that they stuff. They had the parental control on. Yes. Nine, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and what, what, we, did you, what did your parents do, by the way? We can't stop, right? Um, I'm I'm sorry. No. Uh, well, we're gonna keep it going. Just but okay, we can we can do all that. kinds of stuff. It's all right. Just because. Yeah, uh, I, I was just pressing a button oh, on my it's phone. All, it's Never all good. Mind. Um, so, what did your parents do growing up? What What were they? What, you know. Uh, my uh, mom did architectural design, and my dad he's an IT investor, and he was actually one of the first people to bring print advertisements into Russia. Amazing. 
Yeah. So you were kind of around this world a little bit then, right? Because your father was somehow connected to, yeah, um, to this world that we live in. Even if it was traditional print advertising, yeah. you were still around media. Yeah. And so did that kind of inspire you at nine years old to be like, you know, I see what my dad's saying. I'm only nine. No. But I kind of, no, no, no. I li- it's cool. <laughs> it's It's been a long story, but I'll, I'll explain it short. You know, I started watching YouTube when I was nine and trying to, you know, uh, make the same videos like I've seen them and copy, like animations and all of that stuff. And then at four. I realized that I could put all of this knowledge and apply it to Russia. So I opened a Russian YouTube channel and I started making videos. At and, 14. Yeah. Guys, for everyone listening, can you imagine at 14 being like an entrepreneur? It's incredible, right? Most people at 14 are not planning out their life. So yeah. from 9 to 14, you probably figured, wow, I'm watching YouTube. I can yeah. maybe. Were you thinking I could make some money at this? What? No. Okay, you were just like, this, to be is, honest, fun. this um, is fun. This is fun. I knew people could make money off it. I think that was the start of, you know, when Zoella got really big and Bethany Moda, but it was still very new. And I feel like a lot of content creators originally, they were just doing it because they loved it, you know? Now it's such a big industry and such a big, you know, business that you just go into it knowing what you're going to get. But I don't think we knew what we're going to get. So you just kind of went into it to have fun. Yeah, especially in Russia, um, YouTube was just starting. You know, I went to the first Google seminars when they were like, oh, there's this thing as YouTube partnerships and you can get paid for your views and um, et cetera. And I actually I got lucky because I was one of the very, very first YouTubers in Russia. You're basically like the OG Russian (laughs) influencer, really, because I find that if I look at people that I work with and people that I know throughout the years, like Chiara Frangi and people like that, they Mm -hmm. were some of the first in their space. Yeah. And Chiara being one of the first, and I worked with Rocky back when Instagram kind of started, and some of these girls that that have done incredibly well and built really great businesses because they were sort of also first and innovative and, and really some of the first people to take chances and hustle their butts off in this business right yeah. so yeah, yeah so yeah. but i i love the story and the idea that you were so young and you kind of thought you know i'm doing this for fun but you must have had a premonition because you're very mature i will say you're Thank 21 you. <laughs> or yeah, 22? 21, 20, 21. so for 21 you could be like 35 your your knowledge and your maturity and maybe because you grew up like really fast in this world where everything around you is before you know it you have a million views on this video and you're getting all this popularity and fame and it kind of probably makes you grow up fairly quickly and maturely versus like being a kid that doesn't have to adjust to that kind of fame. Maybe. And 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 so when you're starting out and you're 14 and you're starting your YouTube channel, were you thinking, you know, I have a point of view here. I just want to be funny. Or were mm. you thinking, I want to do really dramatic skits? What was the no, kind of, um, what was your sort of point of view at that point? From, I realize now from a very, you know, young age, I like documenting my life. So I like exotic travels and I like gaming and, you know, like, makeup I like a lot of stuff and I just always did whatever I felt like doing as long as I posted regularly every single week um you know I was gaining a big audience uh, so that was the key to you to post every yeah week. yeah good content and you know talking about what you want to talk about um without really I never actually looked at the trends to be honest you know I never did challenges that were popular to gain an audience I just did whatever you know was in my heart and did it regularly and tried to edit it and film it well, and it worked. And who, who were the people that you were looking up to at a young mm-hmm. age? Because you, you mentioned a few names there. Yeah. So was it the YouTube influence that were doing makeup tutorials? Was it um, the comedic ones? Like, who were you yeah. like, these are, this is for my generation, it was like, these are the Eddie Murphys of comedy, yeah, or yeah. these are the... 
you know, whatever it may be. Um, I I think I I grew up watching Bethany Moda and then uh, Zoe. I actually I met Zoe at Summer in the City a couple of years ago, and nice. I freaked out. And nice. you know, like Casper Lee, Thatcher Joe, all of these people. Those are your celebrities growing up. Um, in I th- a way. I think yeah, I think they were. Um, and out of my all time favorite people, it will definitely be Liza Koshy, Casey Ni- Casey Neistat. Yeah, is, Casey, is just I know amazing. pretty well. Shout out to Casey. Yeah, Casey, if you're listening, what's up? Because <laughs> we know you and we like you. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you met ha- him? Because I can arrange that. No, I haven't okay. actually. So when you go to New York, I'll hook you up. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, have you heard of Jack's Gap? I haven't. I mean, it's funny because a lot of the references, I mean, we're obviously a different generation. Yeah. And, and I've studied this space. And, you know, even now we can talk about it for a little bit. We've been getting into sort of where AI is going and virtual yeah. modeling and yeah. digital modeling and, and our version of what that means. And and I was, I, I, you might know, like one of the first people to push in this space in my business and people were kind of looking at it like oh that doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. you're actually gonna people are gonna pay to post things on instagram that's stupid Mm -hmm. and i was like is it um look at kylie jenner fast forward now to her billion dollar business i'm not sure it's stupid i think sometimes people fight technology when they don't fully understand it yeah and they're when they're not like fully educated about a space instead of embracing it they sort of fear for it and uh i've always tried to push forward in technology because I actually love technology. Have you seen Black Mirror? I haven't. I've heard about it so much, but I, I heard it was a little bit um, overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, you should watch. None of, what I like about it is none of the episodes are connected, so it's uh, it's episodic, but it's not all connected. Like, mm. if you didn't watch Game of Thrones and yeah. at some point you wanted to jump in, it was like, do you have 85 hours to watch TV yeah. and catch up? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't, so... I kind of cheated, to be honest, and watched the YouTube tutorial of Game uh-huh. of Thrones. Uh-huh. I just didn't have an extra 80 hours that week to watch stuff, nor nor could I stay home for like four months straight. Yeah. But the cool thing about Black Mirror is that it's it's all about the emergence of tech and the future. Mm-hmm. And it's more realistic than you would think. And you would probably really relate to it because mm-hmm. it's very indicative of where life is going with AI and robots and even my favorite episode and what i want to get back to jumping and talking about Mm -hmm. your history but i think you'd really really my favorite episode has always been the episode where they rate people and so this girl goes through life and like you know how uber has a five-star rating so everyone she would interact with in life she would have a rating with the guy at starbucks the guy in the elevator and before you know it her sort of rating in life dropped and her life took a downward spiral very yeah. quickly. And it's um, it's probably not that far away from where we are today. It's scary, but super interesting and fascinating, and I, and I think you should watch it. But So at 14, you're, lo- you're looking up to all these YouTubers. Yeah. You start to make your own YouTube channel. Yeah. Had there been anyone else in Russia that was doing this? There's been a couple of people. At that age when you Literally, were 14? Literally, yeah, maybe like one or two people who has already done it. But I still remember when I was, you know, 12 and scrolling through YouTube and being like, hey, where are the Russian YouTubers? Why aren't we doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I still remember that phase. And then um, I actually, uh, I worked with my dad and I still do, who is my manager as well. Amazing. And uh, he's always helped me, you know, with like contracts and all the documents while I was under, you know, under 18. Yeah. I did all the creative stuff. But he literally, he came in and he was like, we can earn money off this, you know? And I was always the one who said, um, I, I don't know how I feel about this. But then I got used to the business side of, of YouTube. And, you know, it was fun combining the creative side and the business side. So so were there Russian, at, at that point, you know, you're 14, I guess. Yeah. Instagram had kind of just started, right? Because we're talking yeah, kind like of. six or seven, eight kind years of. or whatever it may be. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm assuming you had a cell phone at 14. Yes, I did. And uh, 
sure all your friends had cell phones at that point. And so you're kind of studying this. You're like, there's not really other people other than a couple doing this. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, so there should be a Russian influencer. Like, yeah, I could be the OG Russian influencer if I really put my mind to it. And your dad's yeah. like, you know what, Sasha, let's make some money. Yeah. That's with our mentality, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. Will you oppo- I guess at 14, you were like, hey, listen, if I can buy like another whatever, you know, pair of sneakers, pair of, or, headphones. You know, pair of headphones or a cell phone, Why not? great, you know, yeah. but I don't think you were thinking about houses and cars no, and 401k definitely. plans at that point. Um, so you start to get into it and how did it go? Um, it was, it was a rocky road because, uh, you know, uh, we were one of the first people to do it and, uh, we were one of the first people to actually set the prices for everything and, you know, like set the standards. Um, so it's a little bit. It still is the wild west, I guess we should say, in terms um, of the business. It's better. It's better. But I would say that it's a couple of years behind the U.S. Definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I think the industry and as a, overall, people always ask me like, how yeah. do people decide on rates and this and that? And yeah. you know, the truth is, when Instagram started and everything, there were no set standards. So mm-hmm. people would talk about CPMs and views and this and mm-hmm. lay. You know, even even now we'll discuss later that Instagram is potentially taking away the likes and we'll talk about how that could potentially affect business I but, wanted to talk about but that, but yeah. you know you have to remember when when I started this when you started this there really were no standards so people kind of made it up as they yeah. went along yeah and people would say well I base it on the amount of millions of followers and their engagement and but yeah. there really wasn't it a lot of it was really like it was makeup as you go and then people would sort of try and apply a science and some real analytics to to measurables with it but it wasn't like that industry so were there photographers and were there sort of directors that were kind of starting to gain popularity in Russia that you met that you collaborated with early um, on? of course of course after a couple of years you know when I when I gained uh, I think maybe three million oh my god my Russian's starting to kick in <laughs> three million subscribers on YouTube um I did some pretty crazy stuff you know I got to shoot in a couple of movies and lead roles and record music which you know was in like the charts and basically any creative direction you could go apart from YouTube, you could do it at that point. And that that was really interesting. I was invited to speak at the parliament in Russia, you know, to Which talk about... Which is incredible. And what age were you when that happened? Uh, I was 19. Wow. So at 19, <laughs> you're with Putin and you're like, literally like chosen as the one representative of the youth culture to speak in front of the parliament. That had to be a pretty incredible thing. But yeah. I do want to rewind for one second. You mentioned fairly quickly, yeah. you went from zero to three million views. Now, for everyone that's on social media, that's not an easy task, uh-huh. right? And that doesn't like, I'm, I've been on, yeah, yeah subscribers. Yeah. I've been on Instagram for I don't know how long. Yeah. I just started my YouTube channel with this show. But to get the three million subscribers is a feat within itself. So how did that happen? I truly believe that it's a question of uh, creating what you feel like you should create in your heart. Because I just remembered while we were talking that Google on seminars said, like, we don't understand your format, whatever you're doing. You're not, you know, like, you're not like Michelle Fawn. You're not like um, other people doing travel shows or, you know, comedy shows. Um, well, what, you know, you're, the truth is, and as you know, a lot of your videos in Russian, so I can't watch all yeah. of them as much <laughs> as I want to, but we just discussed you're going to actually be doing some coming up in English. But of course. what was the format? Because I watch them and I can see the visuals, yeah. but yeah. clearly my Russian needs a little work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can't fully understand what the format is. Could you kind of walk us through what those videos were about that you were creating? Um, Scott, I mean, I, I love filming filming and editing and I just took my camera and filmed whatever I wanted to film or whatever I wanted to talk about and then I posted it online you know 
And uh, maybe because I, uh, I, you know, I built my YouTube channel around my persona and what I enjoy and what I, you know, want to share. Maybe that's why it was so successful. So at 14, you're talking about makeup. You're talking about makeup, you, video games, uh, cartoons. What, what are you talking about? Is that because I don't I'm clearly to get in the mind of someone uh, that young. It's hard to understand. You what know, you're um, giving a tour of my closet giving a tour of my room, uh, vlogging, uh, traveling to, like, Poland or something. But you, you were traveling, so you go on, like, family holidays with your... Family aunt. holidays or meet and greets, you know, across Europe. Well, that came yeah. a little bit later because you had to build your following. Yeah, first. yeah. Now, you weren't doing the meet and greet after the first Actually, video. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or maybe I'd you love, were, I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to tell you about my first video. You yeah. know what I did? Um, I did not have an audience at the time, and I went into American Eagle, which just opened in Russia, and I said, um, you know, I, I have this big audience on social media. I'd love to film a video about your clothes, and they're like, this is kind of suspicious, but we're going to let you do it. And right. so I went in the store. I filmed it. It was an awesome video, and um, I, I kind of tricked American Eagle into thinking I was a big influencer, but it worked and it's you know. called fake it to you yeah. make it <laughs> did, did they actually pay you later on they or? closed in russia oh okay all right well shout out to american eagle we <laughs> hope that you get back on your feet in, in russia um, so you, you start doing your videos yeah. you're faking it till you make it yeah. you're going you're duping people when you go into clothing stores and I and, did that and once. well you did once. that once but then obviously something <laughs> took shape right because people yeah. started tuning in yeah and i i would assume that people tuned into your really bubbly personality you're funny you're vivacious and maybe it was like maybe you had an angle about makeup and yeah. clothing yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. fashion and maybe there wasn't anyone at your age that kids could relate to that was doing that i i was you know i was trying to keep it real Mm. Always in yeah. kind of speaking my opinion on everything. Maybe maybe that's why as well. Yeah. So slowly t- talk about like how you slowly start seeing traction happen when you start yeah. seeing, you know, 100,000 people, you know, sign up and 200,000 people. Yeah. Was there one video that kind of went viral for you where it all started? Were you like, wow, this is really taking shape um, now? I used to do this one thing where I put my name on every video thumbnail. So every time a video appeared and somebody's recommended and they didn't know who I was, it was like, mm, who's this girl? You know, um, so after doing that, I noticed, uh, um, you know, a lot more people coming to my channel. And then um, I actually had a couple big scandals in Russia. I was really, really at 14. Um, I had I had like um, I don't know what you call it, like Russian Facebook groups with hundreds of thousands of people posting pictures, you know, like memes of me and, you know, like posting my phone numbers and my passports really? like to call sort me. Of, and, sort of like bullying in a sense. Yes, it, yeah. there was a lot of cyber bullying and it's really bad in Russia because they don't really control it. There's no mm. place to call, nowhere to go, literally. So you just had to get over it. But um, in, a, in a good way, you know, that helped kind of gain more recognition. And what could they possibly be bullying you about at 14? It just people um, want something. People are bored. People are unhappy and they want something to they want to pick on someone for no reason. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Would you say that's I think accurate? Um, I would I would say that is pretty accurate. But there's this Almost thing, cowardly, too. Right. You know how people um, how people treat new things in technology. I think it was the same thing because yeah, people were so like, what what is this girl doing? You know, what yeah. does she think of herself? She's like posting videos about her life on the Internet. Who needs the, these video, videos? Like what's happening? It's sad. You know? and, and, and it's to, up until this point, I wouldn't say that there are many consequences for people that cyber bully people. And it's unfortunate. And I think, you know, I will say for one minute on on all the AI technology that we're getting involved in, we have a character named Daisy Page that we started. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole backstory. And part of it is like, instead of looking at these things as things that are a threat to society, look at them as maybe you create a character in the same way that 
you know, uh, you know, Frosted Flakes had their own character or you had SpongeBob yeah, or yeah. you had whoever. And that character eventually has a million or two million, three million followers and you can use it to do some good in the world and, and some positivity, yeah. right? So you can talk about cyberbullying. You can talk about things to help people versus something negative. And so, yeah. because up until this point, I, I think it's crazy that people should be allowed to, to do that to a 14-year-old and to have hundreds of thousands of people in a Facebook group saying negative things when you're only trying to have fun and do yeah. something different and, and do something with your life. And to be honest with you, it's quite commendable at 14 that you would set off on a path to, to create a career because most 14 year olds think about it like in America there's not a lot of 14 year olds I mean every now and then I'll watch this show called Shark Tank which I love yeah. and there'll be a 14 year old that started a whatever kind of company and it's pretty incredible because yeah. I know at 14 I wasn't doing that <laughs> um, but it's 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 something that should be addressed at some point I, I, I think you know use the internet use media for positivity and don't Definitely. don't use it for negativity because life is short why right so but but that's that's sort of another subject but so it starts to take traction for you yeah you have these sort of cyber bullies that are that are out there trying to harass you whatever it may be and what did you think were you like i'm just going to persevere and go through i think i think it worked this way um because of the cyber bullying i got a little more traction and because i made regular content which you know i like to think was pretty good every week um that's when the audiences started piling up you know so i I had a source which was negative but that that's what i did i was like okay you know this is still giving me some recognition so i'll just i'll get through it you turn that negative into a positive i did and i uh, you know there was a lot of nights where i used to like cry and I, I didn't understand why it was happening, and I didn't think that I or any of the other YouTubers that went through that deserved it. Even now, it gets, you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, YouTube I literally scandals. just watched something this morning where there was a YouTuber found in a suitcase that was killed. And, and, and oh it really God. makes you think. I mean, really, you know, people want notoriety. You know, it's great for people to have all this attention. But, man, when you think about the repercussions that, that come to some of these people that are trying to put their lives out there, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, the security issues out there are pretty astounding wh- where we need to get to eventually where it's safe and it's a yeah. safe environment. Um, so you start creating all these videos, you're getting some traction. Before you know it, your videos go, some of them go viral. And actually, to be honest yeah. with you, I don't know how I met you. I want to feel like I probably saw you on something and that's mm-hmm. when we got into contact. So Whatever you did, putting your name in the corner of your video so people followed you, yeah. it clearly worked. Because at some point, I, I can't really remember how you and I met, but I feel like I, maybe I saw one of your videos. Yeah. I don't know. So whatever yeah, yeah. you were doing worked, no question. <laughs> and um, and before you know it, you have all this traction. And before you know it, you have three million followers and yeah. subscribers. Yeah. And at that point, was your dad like... Now is the time, Sasha, where we need to make money with this. When, um, I think he stepped in when brands started to approach us. And I actually, um, I was offered my first big contract with uh, Procter & Gamble, I think, when I was around the age of 15 or 16. And that's when he stepped in. He was like, you know, we, we can um, show them how to do this thing. Right, right. Because you have the experience. You've seen it all happen in, you know, Britain and the U.S. So... We can apply it to Russia, which so was Procter and cool. Gamble is sort of your first brand deal that yeah. you had, and and your dad had looked at contracts before. He knew how to negotiate them. Um, see, as I said, he used to do ads uh, while I wasn't even born, like print ads. Yeah. So he knew how to go about this, and he knew how it works. I I had no idea, but through the years, I got very lucky because I could learn from him. You know. 
So, so you're 15, you get your first pick. What was it for, the Procter & Gamble? Was it a hair? Uh, job? I, I think it was Pantene or Pantene, something okay. like that, yeah. So you got sort of, at 15, you got your first sort of hair yeah. campaign. Yeah. Pantene, pretty yeah. outstanding. And then you just start running with it, right? You just start making more videos. Are you yep. producing videos once a week? Are you paying photographers? I think the process yeah. is also quite interesting to people. So for a girl that's starting out that's 15, that's like all of a sudden has 100,000 followers and things start to be taking shape for her, if they look at you as sort of an inspiration and mentor, how'd you do it? Were you paying photographers? Were they just doing it for you at directors to get the traction? Or, or how what did you, you kind of learn to, it? To well, make the content? Yeah, because I know you make a lot of your own content. And yeah. one of the things we should talk about is you are editing the stuff yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. filming it yourself. But sometimes you had to collaborate with other photographers and directors and, yeah, and videographers because you can't do all that on your, you know, sometimes I did you, most of it. You did most of it, but, but you also sometimes need like a camera that's not a selfie camera. Of whatever course. So how did you find those people in Russia? Did you pay them? Talk about the process, how, how you built that side of the business. Yeah. So, um, you know, when trying to level up uh, your content, the quality of your content, I think people usually come to you organically, to be honest, you know, through your friends or through your colleagues. Suddenly there's like, oh, there's this videographer that is really cool. Let's try and work together. And then, you know, you click and you work together for a year or so. Photographers as well, I think. Um, and were they doing it for free at that point or were they just to be associated with you? Some Did you of them, to pay some them? Of them like, What were the kind of rates that you would have to pay people when you started to do a video? Um, Was it $100, $500, $1,000? Most people, most people would, you know, find it, cool to work for free for the creative idea and you know for like the tags and everything for editing and you know videography it would be maybe um how much how much do people take here well it, you're right it varies right there's yeah. people that literally will do that's i'm interested what, what the difference is social yeah. currency exchange yeah. where as you mentioned if someone has a million two five twenty five million followers uh -huh. you know a videographer or a photographer might say you know what if you tag me in the photos and you promote me, I'll do it for free. Yeah. Now, that doesn't always happen, and sometimes you pay for what you get. If you want a great quality editor, photographer, yeah, yeah, yeah. director, whatever it may be, you have to pay. And sometimes people's rates are, you're right, it could be anywhere from as low as $500 to a couple thousand. They're yeah, never that's like, what I was thinking. They're never thousands and thousands. But I do find since the algorithm has kind of changed on Instagram, you know, tagging someone in a photo or video, it doesn't have quite the same effect that it used to. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed this, but I remember years ago, like I worked with a model many years ago named Barafiele, mm -hmm. who's mm -hmm. one of the biggest names in Israel. Um, and so I remember early on in the Instagram days, like she would tag me in a photo and I would get literally like 3000 followers mm -hmm. within like mm -hmm. a, a day. Like I, that, I don't see that same kind of convergence now. And I think cause the algorithms have changed that. I don't know. There's probably some kind of filter so that they make yeah. it that, that doesn't happen. But it used to be crazy. Like, I, I don't know if you recall. I'm sure you had things where you would collaborate with a YouTuber or an influencer of course. and they would tag you and all of a sudden you would have, a hundred thousand followers a extra in like a month. Audience. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, do you find that the algorithm has changed a little bit? I think the algorithm of Instagram really doesn't help creators anymore. Yeah. Or YouTube. I feel like um, it's made a certain way for people to watch and see more content that you know they would like. But it's like subscribing to a newspaper that you're not getting because supposedly they think it's not interesting for you anymore. Right. You know, if you like the Beatles, you might like Led Zeppelin, but like, <laughs> but they really don't know what you like. Yeah. It's just sort of a, a shot in the dark. And how do you feel? Because um, we're, we're sort of skipping over a big 
portion of your life that we're going to return to in a second. But how do you feel if they were to take away, let's say, the likes on Instagram? I think that would be the greatest thing that would happen from the beginning of Instagram, from it actually, you know, being created. Now, do you you feel and I I talk about this a lot with people. Do you feel a sense of pressure when it comes time to making sure that pictures do well on social media, right? especially with branded content? So if you have a picture, I don't know. I don't have your Instagram pulled up in front of me, but what's an average likes that you would get on a regular, a static photo, would you say? Now it would be from 150,000 to 250,000. So for some reason you woke up one day and you were posting something for, because you work with so many brands in the past, YSL, Adidas, Dior, and you had to post something for L'Oreal and that picture only got 6,000 likes. Um, Would, Would it stress you out? I think it it would a little bit, but I try to focus on not letting, you know, social media stress me out. I try to focus on the content creation because a lot of brands, they always tell me that like, wow, you know, your content is really good quality. So it's there, good. So there is so there is or there is not a pressure there that's is. associated with pictures there performing is, well. Uh, yeah. There is definitely a pressure. I just choose to, you know, not go with it, not focus on that. I think a lot of a lot of people, especially that do this for a living, yeah. and it's a big business for them. There's an enormous pressure that people don't talk about for pictures to perform well yeah. and do well because that's their livelihood. Um, so. Yeah, I, I understand that, but at at the same time, I think there's a much bigger picture of how it affects people in general, and you know, young people especially. Apart from the business side, I used to be a person that you know I never felt like I was enough, so I was like, oh. Um, cool. You know, I'm getting an audience. I'm getting all these likes. It's going to make me feel better. And then at the age of 17, I realized that, no, it's not how it works. Sort of one giant popularity contest at that point. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. 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 And I can, it, it just, it doesn't make you feel good. It, it's, it causes a lot of issues with mental health. And I think it would be amazing if we stopped rating each other's, first of all, just each other yeah. on Instagram. No with question. The likes. I, I have to agree with you. I think it's, uh, there is, a mental health issue. Yeah. There's an incredible uh, a pressure, I do think, for people that do this for a living. So what I understand is that this is possibly something to come in the future, but the analytics will still be available yeah. to brands. So if you are getting paid, hey, look, there's people that get paid literally hundreds of thousands of dollars for a post, right? Yeah. If that's happening and a brand needs to see how a picture performed, no, no problem. You can have that data and see it, yeah. but there won't be the pressure, hopefully, that's associated. And hopefully, like you mentioned, the mental health issues and yeah. so much more that goes along with it. You're dealing with kids a lot. So back to Sasha. Sasha, <laughs> Sasha has 3 million followers 3 million subscribers on YouTube. You're starting to get some brand time, deals. Yeah. And so at that point, you're like, you're 15. You're now 20. Yeah. And so from 15 to 20, you've amassed literally a billion views, right? Yeah. You were just recently voted on Forbes 40 under 40. You that's, have, that's crazy. It's crazy. You, you, have, <laughs> you have like music coming out that yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You've done so many brand deals, right? You, like you said, you spoke in front of like parliament in Russia, which is beyond insane when you think about it. I mean, because you, you look fairly young. So when I always think of you as like <laughs> 18, but you're actually 21. Um, yeah. But um, like talk about that because I know music is a big focus of you for you now. Definitely. And, and I feel like you've, you've definitely checked off a lot of boxes, right? I mean, I can't even imagine. And again, when you guys think about a billion views, just think about how 
outstanding that is. I mean, it's it's beyond. Can I, you really I comprehend I think, that? I don't think you can comprehend that, to be honest. I, I tried to, you know, like imagine how many people that would be uh, visually, but I, I just can't. It, when you when you crazy. walk down the street, Sasha and Russia, are people coming up to you? Yeah, of course, and I I love it, but it's it's pretty funny when I travel. Like even here, I walk down Hollywood, and um, what what is that street called? Um, with the stars. Well, there's Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, Holly, they're all on Hollywood Boulevard. All this, the Walk of well, it's on Walk Vine of Fame. Street. Walk, Walk of, of Fame. Fame, but that's on Hollywood. But there are stars on Vine Street yeah, and yeah, there's well, side um, streets where they're on. But Vine I just, is. I have this word in Russian, Aliaslava, but you know Hollywood. Aliaslava. 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 Walk of Fame. Yeah, my yeah. Russian is incredible. <laughs> Aliaslava. Yeah, you're good. Okay. At the end of the show, I'll be speaking fluent Russian. Yeah, but I, I was just saying that sometimes I get to meet you know my followers in London and the U.S. and Europe and even like Iceland. It's it's pretty crazy and they just want like a selfie with you right? yeah or yeah. you know to chat and yeah. about like videos or you know traveling do you, do you find this because again yeah. my following is one billionth of what yours is right but i even find out and I, I talk about this quite frequently we live in a very strange world because social yeah. media connects you to so many people and sometimes like you're connected to someone on facebook and they'll come up to you and be like hey man we're friends and i'm like i'm sorry i don't <laughs> How did we meet before? Oh, we're friends on Facebook. And yeah. I'm like, are, I don't, I'm are not we? Sure. Are we really? Because I don't even know who you are. But yeah. I can't recall like all those random people that you're connected to on social media because sometimes you've never met them mm -hmm. or you've only met them once. So yeah. that must happen to you constantly. And, and does it feel weird for people to come up to you all the time to know you from like YouTube? And I think it doesn't feel weird because you make the decision to share your life. So technically you understand that, you know, I'm sharing my life and these people know everything about me. So... So you're, you like, you're kind of already my friend. Yeah, you of. like everything that comes along with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And so, so for you, the most important thing now, like you obviously are really devoted to your followers, and and you built a great, great base of people that sort of follow your every move here. What's sort of the next steps? Because I know music is yeah. such an important part of your your picture. Yeah, next. I um, you know, music and YouTube kind of went together along the way. Um, and I used to do covers, and I actually had an English channel where I did covers before I started my Russian channel. So amazing. Yeah. So go check that out guys <laughs> it's not there anymore oh, i deleted okay. well, it but, you know but yeah don't check it out it's not there it's it's really difficult to you know erase your information from the internet yeah anyone can search up your past but ne never mind um basically i'm working on an album in russia right now writing songs and working on music here in the genre of pop rock and pop and i did release quite a lot of stuff in russia one of um, them went to number one in russia yeah right? it was um i was actually one of the first youtubers to release a single amazing and uh in russia and uh it went to like i think it was number number three in like two hours and then to number one which was pretty crazy that's incredible yeah it's 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 so, what was the name of that song um your shadow, your shadow. so yeah. who are some of the artists that inspire you from a pop rock standpoint is it Katy perry um, is it rufus de soul actually actually no um i really love avril lavigne Nice. And Alanis okay. Morissette. So sort of the women empowerment. Definitely. A little bit of angst, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Cool. I feel like you don't have much angst. Um, I just hide it well. You hide it. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're not you, you could almost be considered the Russian Alanis Morissette. That's where you'd like to go with your music. I I would love to go there, but I don't think you can compare for yeah. now. Definitely. But that's a path that you like and you like yeah, what she, she stands she's a genius, for. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, so music to come. Obviously, we just spoke about you're going to be doing a lot of content in English coming up. It's yeah. important that you just let's talk about for a moment. You just moved here, right? Yeah. So, what's it like being one of the most famous people in Russia, and then you move to America? Is it like 
Do you feel like it's the same when you walk down, as you mentioned a little bit, you walk down the street, people yeah. come up to you and whatnot, but it's not exactly the same. Building a brand in America takes time. We're working together and we just yeah. started working together. And yeah. so building a brand is, is a long process in America. Talk about talk about your journey into building your brand, you know, to an American brand from being a huge brand in Europe. Yeah, um, I definitely think content is key. And uh, I just, you know, I want to make content in English and... Um, so a lot of my... collaborations, right? Yeah, I actually I collabed with a lot of people here last year, which was which was pretty cool because like Lele Pons, talk yeah, Lele Pons, uh, Laura DIY, I think Rihimaki, Lauren Rihimaki, um, yeah, Brent Rivera, a lot of wonderful people who were really fun to work with, um, and, and it was pretty cool because I. Um, to be honest, when I was in Russia, I was like, would would these people want to work together? You know, because language barrier, etc. But then I reached out and they were like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Let's film YouTube videos. Let's do Instagram content. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to kind of take what I'm doing with my Russian channel, you know, the vlogs and everything and just do it in English. I feel like... Do you think vlogging is here to stay? or Because it's, it's essentially yeah. for people that don't know, it's almost like a video diary of your life, right? And you're yeah. usually filming yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of... Uh, and usually it's edited quite well because it's pretty outstanding to me too that the quality of videos that are edited by creators like yourself because sometimes even I watch, I'm sure you've done and, and watched a ton of TikTok and thriller videos and those yeah. videos to me they're better than like music videos I saw growing up and and it's Sometimes. I'm just like how did these kids edit these videos that are 15 yeah. that are better than some of the biggest videos I saw growing up so you have to learn you actually don't have one job you have to learn how to become an editor how to yeah. become a creator how to become like you know an interesting copywriter in a sense yeah, yeah. it's not just one job and so you're probably an incredible editor at this point too you know what's interesting i feel like there was a group of people who at a very young age found youtube and they kind of they just had it in them i never you know went to a class for final cut or photoshop literally i just pressed buttons and learned it myself but by the way i'm, I'm going to speak to you after we're done because i think yeah. you teaching a class on how to build a youtube <laughs> channel could be quite interesting i did that in russia quite well, a few i think times. we should do it here because that that just gave me a great idea because you know again think about how many people are trying to build brands on youtube and social media yeah. and the fact that you've been able to do that Let's talk because I, I, you know, so I will say, so you built this brand, you've done so much. And so now typically from the business side of yeah. Sasha Spielberg, what's typical in Europe? Like we don't have to talk exact dollars, but like yeah. how much can you make? Can you make anywhere from $5,000 opposed to 20000 yeah. Is it the kind of thing? Because you just got on this Forbes list, which again, when you got that call, must have been pretty incredible, right? Yeah. So <laughs> talk a little about the financial side of you know, being a major influencer in Russia and uh -huh. now coming to America. I think um, me in gen or like in general. In general. And, yeah, and, in and general, you too. I, I think um, in general you can make from, you know, $5,000 opposed to 20000 It depends on the client and on the project, basically on how creative it is, you know, the budgets for production and everything. But uh, definitely, I think in a lot of countries, if you're in the top 10, you can make a good living and, you know, get the house of your dreams and the car of your dreams and all of that stuff. But I still it's really interesting because, you know, talking about the business side, I love it and stuff. But still, I, I feel like it, it you're not supposed to do it just for for that, for the house and the car. That's the thing. No, you should do it because you love it. But I think, yeah. again, for people that want to aspire to do this, right, because yeah. there's yeah, so many yeah. people that also don't 
monetize social media and for the few select people that were super fortunate enough to be able to build great brands and make a lot of money with it i think how you got there and 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 what you can really make what's realistic right Uh because there's some people that can post photos their whole life and run around in circles never make a dollar with it but when you're fortunate enough and you've hustled enough and you've done it since you're nine um you know it is possible to turn this into a real legitimate business so you've done some collaborations in russia too for your own line right you've had like an accessories line yeah yeah Um, I, um, for three years, I, uh, had an accessory line, which I designed myself with a brand called Marmalado. So it's Marmalado and Sasha Spielberg yeah. together. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And what is that exactly? Is it? It's, uh, like hats and shoes and bags and like notebooks. Cause I do scrapbooking and we did like a whole scrapbooking line and that was really fun. One of the, you know, first projects in Russia, like a collab collaboration of a brand with a YouTuber to make, uh, like accessories or clothes as well. Yeah, so, so that, that's so. So, what's the next steps? Is there anything besides the music yeah. that you haven't conquered? We, you've also acted in films, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I just to, again because I'm just going to keep talking about how great you are. So it's Forbes <laughs> I, list. I feel really, really oh, shy. Okay, I, I don't like you doing this. It's okay, but from the <laughs> Forbes list to movies to your own product line to many, many endorsements to obviously mm. music now. What hasn't Sasha Spielberg done that she wants to conquer? Um, out of the crazy stuff. Um, there's this project called Dear Moon, uh, where uh, a Japanese businessman is buying out seats on the SpaceX shuttle and taking, you know, directors, painters, like creative people with him. I really want to get the message across that I think they should take a social influencer. No Maybe question. not not exactly me, but you know, it's it's such a big industry and it would attract more attention of young people to the project. I don't know why they're still not putting we a social influencer on board. I, I bet you we can get you on that. I hate to fly, but I'd love yeah. to be on that flight. That that yeah. would be I feel like that would have so much meaning in it for the person going, you know, yeah. because documenting it in a in such a new format, you know, it, it's like the movies. The movies started someday like this we're at the very beginning of you know the youtube industry it's funny because people always say what haven't you done you haven't gone to the moon and you're like really i actually i do i actually haven't (laughs) i also do want to go to the moon yeah so going to the moon is also a a life goal i think it's great actually i think you're right i think you you should be on that flight because if anyone should document what's happening in history it's someone like yourself the youth culture that's created a big impact and affecting a lot of people around you. I think the the person who uh, would be able to join that project would be very very lucky. It is I feel like it is a purpose, a lifetime purpose if you do that. No um, question. Well, I definitely want to say, you know, for for all the people that aspire to to be you and and kind of follow your career path, is there any advice that you could give them? Um it's it's going to sound very cheesy, but literally follow your heart. It it does sound cheesy. I hate phrases like this, but I uh, a lot of things in my life happened just because I was like, um, this is my dream. I'm just going to strip it down from people telling me I can't do it and think what I have to do to get to it. And it happens. It always does with the moon. You know, I might not be going to the moon, but I would love to be around the project and document it. You know, you'll it's, probably it, go to the moon. I have a strong feeling you'll be on the moon. <laughs> when is it, that flight scheduled? I think uh, 2024. All right, we're going to revisit this podcast in 2024. <laughs> And see if Sasha actually made it to the moon. So follow your heart. Do what yeah, you love. Yeah. Um, those, those are pretty pretty true words and, and spoken from a lot of love and, uh, and a great perspective. 
from Sasha. So, hey, it's been great. And I know I didn't make you nervous. I know you had a good time. Because yeah. I can see from the smile on your face that you were laughing. This was really fun. And, and this is definitely not something that you, you need to worry about. It was great. It, it, and it's such a great story. You guys should check out all of Sasha Assets. So you already have six and a half million subscribers. But if you're not already one of those six and a half million subscribers, <laughs> go to her YouTube channel. Right. Let's talk all things. Let's give you a plug. Right. At Sasha Spielberg is your Instagram. Yep. Right. You got your website. Um, nope. Okay. Not the website. A- Instagram and YouTube. Instagram no YouTube. website. And also make sure you check out her music. So the music will also be done in English. Yeah. So you went to Pretty number one soon. in Russia, but we want to be number one in America. Right. Working on that. Working. And, and if you guys like the show, please tell your friends about it. Pass it around. Check out all things Sasha Spielberg. It was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. And in so 2024, Scott. we're going to talk about you being on the moon. So you we know, should go together. We're going to go together. We're also we gonna need have, to make this work. I'm going to have you back when you release some uh, music coming up too soon in America. So awesome. I'm excited. Stay tuned for all things Sasha Spielberg. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts 